we're open to conversations about our faith. And so many people, yes. I think, are afraid, especially in the climate that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and believe me, I, I take hits. I get, I get it on social media sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I'll, this, I, I get it even on our Hope and Prayer cards in the restaurant. I'm never coming back to your restaurant. Who are you to put your mm-hmm. beliefs on me? And it's like... I just said, I love you and I want to pray for you. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't condemn you. I didn't. Yeah. I, I, and again, we say it right on our card. I don't care what you believe. I'm called to love you. Welcome to the Ask About My Faith podcast, where our hope is to inspire everyday faith conversations. I'm Jess. And I'm Abby. We are back with Chef Brian Ingram. If you haven't listened to part one, you'll want to start there. Brian is the founder and CEO of Purpose Restaurants with a growing group of restaurants in the Twin City area, including Hope Breakfast Bar, the Gnome Craft Pub, and the Apostles Supper Club. Brian has more stories of loving people well and living his faith boldly. We are going to start with the story of how long-term change in friendship can speak loudly. Well, Brian, let's change gears here and kind of go into another story. Um, you, it sounds like you have a friend named Angelo. Yes. And maybe a story or two about sharing your faith with Angelo. Can you dive in there? You may have a couple. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a, a core group of friends. We've been friends for 30 years. Like my circle's pretty small. Um, I have lots of acquaintances or whatever, but I have like a group of five people that I've been really close with for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And we're all on different journeys in our life. And, um, Angelo grew up in in the Catholic Church a little bit, um, but he's he's what I call a Chicago Italian Christian. Like he <laughs> go to church once a year because Grandma said you got to go on Lent or whatever. Okay, okay. So, so I don't know. I felt prompted. And this has been now maybe a month ago. Um, I felt prompted. We, him and I were going on a ski trip together. And typically, I would just go from Minnesota to Denver. It's a three hour flight. But for some reason, I was like. I'm going to fly four hours to Atlanta and then I'm going to go five hours from Atlanta back to, I want to spend some time with my, my best friend. And uh, we got on the plane and he was just talking about change in my life and what, what he's kind of seen in my life. And he's like, Mm. you're going to have to work on me because that's not, that's not me. So again, I got, I got this opportunity just by him seeing how I, how I've changed as a, as a human and now he's asking questions about my faith and mm-hmm. uh, about my journey and he has lots of questions because uh, I, I say we have the human condition and he sees that human condition played out with lots of pastors that are maybe really well known around the country mm-hmm. and he's like well what are, what are these people doing there what are they doing with the money and the private jets and all of the stuff that we read about with these yeah. kind of fallen some of the fallen leaders that we've seen within the church and he's like you guys are making these bad decisions you guys are doing mm. all this stuff and so you get to have a conversation and we got to i got to share about my faith and go listen you know how broken i am i'm still broken every day i make mm-hmm. mistakes every single day and pastors aren't any different right. they're they're gonna they all suffer from the same condition that we do so there's your bible and God's word, and that's what you follow. You don't, you don't mm. follow. I've never read in the Bible about being baptized. I've never read in the Bible about being 
Catholic. I've never read in the Bible about mm-hmm. it. That's all man-made. So stick to the words, stick to Jesus, and stick to the Bible. And I got to share those conversations and and talk about it and and have a real conversation. And a lot of times you wouldn't would never take place in the church mm-hmm. and all of that. And I've seen it play out over and over, even with our friends when you when you go to church mm-hmm. and maybe the first 10 minutes of a church service talking about the tithe and what you're mm-hmm. giving and somebody that's new to their faith is like, why, why are they doing a money grab? I just walked in. And um, that's uh, so having those kind of real conversations with people. And I got to have it for four hours with my good friend. And wow, four hours. Today we, we keep having conversations. Well, I want to learn more about it. Now mm-hmm. I should, what, what do I do next? Or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, Brian, yeah, those- early on in your conversations with Angela, was there anything that seemed to especially stir in him more questions yeah. or, or kind of move him to a place of deeper consideration of a relationship with the Lord? Yeah, I think he just really saw his, he's been my closest friend for probably 30 years. And uh, he he saw a guy that literally had not one merit, extramarital affair, several. Saw a guy that lying, cheating, all of these things. He loved me regardless. As I was Goofy Brian and Chef Brian and <laughs> what Brian does. And then he got to see this person transform their life. Yeah. And he knew it wasn't because of me uh, when left to my own devices. It's, that was never good. So I think he just got to see this played out. Um, and, he, and he's got to see it played out on a, on a, on a pretty big stage because now I talk about my faith on social media. I wear shirts all the time. I got a big Jesus on my hand. So he he gets to, he, he got a front row seat to seeing how God worked in my life. And if you've seen radical transformation in people, I think people just are naturally going to do it. We have lots of people that work for us that just ask questions based off of Sarah in my life. They're like, mm-hmm. you, why would you give that much money? Why would you, why would you do that? Why 48 hours after an earthquake in Turkey, would you be on a plane to Turkey? Yeah. Um, they see you doing what to them seems radical to us. It seems <laughs> it's what you're called to do. Right. So I think it's just a, a natural progression. I think it was for yeah. him. And I see it with people that work with us and I see it with people that just we come in contact with. And mm-hmm. I'm sure there's people that knew me 10 years ago and they go online and I'm like, this guy's a fraud. What is he <laughs> saying? I, I went to a strip bar with this guy 10 years ago. He's full of it. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think it's, yeah, you live your, your faith boldly. And I think it's important yeah. to let people see you when you make mistakes as well. I yeah. think that's a big issue with Christians is, we're not holier than that. We're, mm-hmm. We make mistakes every single day, just like everybody else. And I think it's important to own those and, and to share those. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, they put you on a pedestal where you're right. perfect. And mm-hmm. I'm Unrealistic. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of the time, too, we are tempted to cut off people in our life mm-hmm. when we have that big kind of shift and realization that Jesus is king. And... Yeah. Um, I love that you continued to be in relationship with him and that he got to see the real you transformed yeah. by the power of the spirit, you know, yeah. and, and now 10 years later, you guys get to have those conversations because you didn't cut him off. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I see so many people like that 
their circle will get smaller yeah. and I only associate with Christians. And uh, to me, that's just such a, mm. it's, it's not what you're we missing want. it. Not what yeah. we saw Jesus do. And it's right. your circle needs to get actually mm. even bigger. And you need to, you need to, you need, for we talk about it just because we're food people is like yeah. share meals with people that yeah. don't believe, believe that don't think what you think. Yes. Don't look like you look because so good. it's important. It's, yeah, it's yeah. really important. Invite them to the table, have conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Ask to pray for them. Yeah. We know that you have a great story from Turkey too, where you got into a relationship with a guy who was opening a restaurant there. Yeah. Can you share the story of how you got to share your faith in that context? Hopefully we have some friends listening from Turkey too, that could be maybe inspired. Yeah. So we were over there. Dustin was opening the gospel culture cafe and it's in Katakoy in Istanbul and just the thought that uh, here's a Christian guy from the U S via Afghanistan. He was in Afghanistan doing work with food insecurities and mm-hmm. farming, fishing. And when the Taliban um, literally came and they um, killed one of his closest friends, Dustin was supposed to be with him at that time. He had to wow. flee the country with four young girls and his wife wow. and get out through um, Pakistan and got into Turkey. And then it was God What's next? Turkey doesn't have agricultural shortcomings and those type of food insecurity. So he's like, I, I, I want to do a restaurant. He grew up in the restaurant business. So he'd been praying to do a restaurant. So um, I got to meet Dustin and pray with him. And by the grace of God, uh, who would ever give you a location to open a restaurant called the Gospel Cafe in a predominantly Islamic country on one of the, the no kidding. corners in Istanbul in Katakoy and all of this kind of happened. And so Dustin and I were out shopping for um, restaurant equipment. And one of the, the stores we went into, I have the big Jesus tattooed on my hand. And a lot of folks in the Islamic faith know who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. They know who he looks like. And um, they refer to him as the prophet. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, why, why do you have that on your hand? And mm-hmm. I began to just share how Jesus had worked in my life and how he had kind of changed in my life and Dustin was translating for me and it was just so crazy how those conversations just started spurring and and it was such um, a powerful thing because he was just so intrigued that one why would you do it and then two as I was sharing about my prayers and all that for him he, he, he was a Turkish man that didn't speak Arabic the Quran is in Arabic and he had learn these prayers growing up and recited a language that he didn't know and didn't understand. And I'm talking about, well, right here, right now, I can pray to Jesus. And he, that was such a foreign concept to him. And I got to learn about ceremonial cleansing and you have to wash your elbows and hands and knees before you even go to walk into a church. Mm. Um, and I can, in all of my brokenness, I can have a conversation and we got to share that. And now I've been back several times since, and I always go to this shop. I always try to buy something from him and bless him again, just to create conversations and, mm-hmm. and, and talk about it and talk about our faith. And wow. um, I think just these, these small little things can happen. We had, even one of our chefs over at this cafe, she went to culinary school in Paris. She had a culinary degree and she showed up and she was applying to be a barista. And we asked her why. And mm-hmm. it's like, 
you have all of this cooking experience and to be a chef. And mm-hmm. she's like, I'm not allowed. It's like, what do you, what do you mean you're not allowed? Who, mm. who says you're not allowed? She's like, well, in our, our, our culture and in, uh, in, we're not allowed. I'm like, well, you are allowed and you're our chef. We're hiring you. Um, so mm. again, you're able to have conversations with folks and, and, and talk about um, our faith and it just happens over and over and over yeah. again. And it's not through what people would call a mission trip or any of that. It's mm-hmm. just the most basic of yeah. conversations and, mm-hmm. and, and having just simple conversations can lead to mm-hmm. amazing things. Do you, do you get a lot of questions about your tattoos and get to kind of tie that into your faith? I, I do. I mean, it says hope and love on uh, oh, one of fingers. them. Okay. <laughs> I've got my wife's face on one and okay. um, my kids on one. So I, I get lots of questions and I get lots of grief from my mom. And <laughs> You're never going to get a job. I'm like, I own eight restaurants. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing I won't need that. No. Um, gosh, Brian, I think there's this perception all over the world, no matter where you are, that, you know, I can't talk about my faith if it goes against the grain or, you know, in some places, I just, I just can't talk about it because that's not socially acceptable. What, I mean, any just couple words for people even here who are saying, well, I can't, I can't, I can't share my faith in business or um, whatever, whatever context they find themselves in for work or serving yeah, we we have those conversations as well. We we're business owners, and there there are laws and stuff that that come into play every once in a while. And how do mm. you share your faith? Well, I think living your faith boldly is one way you share your faith. Is people people are just going to become inquisitive, and they're going to ask you questions at work if you're mm-hmm. living your life different. I think just people are going to ask why, yeah. um, and that's a, a great lead in. Or you just go to lunch and you just say, hey, let's grab lunch sometime. And uh, if you're, I just think if the Holy Ghost is on you, people are going to, they're going to ask questions. They're going to want to know why. And you go to lunch and it's like, well, why, why would you possibly do this? It's like, well, I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus. And I believe that um, he died on the cross for us. And I believe Jesus calls us to love everybody. We get it Mm -hmm. all the time. We have people, even in our own restaurants, that are LGBTQ and have gone through sexual reassignment. And I'm called to love those people. And the, one of the things mm. that I, I've seen, even through our own team members, they're like, I, I've never had a Christian pray with me, never had a Christian mm. ever hug me and say he loves wow. me. Mm-hmm. And it's, I'll cry again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People just those need to are, hear that. powerful conversations when mm-hmm. maybe all you've ever known is the hate of a yeah. Christian. So that, that those are those are powerful things in, in my life. Mm. Yeah. I really appreciate that that word too, because there are there's so many people that we may see we may not see eye to eye, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that I am not called to love you the same mm-hmm. way. As I love the person, you know, sitting next yeah. to me who, you know, believes much of what I believe and lives yeah. lives in accordance with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's incredible that you're just saying, hey, I'm I'm living my faith by loving people. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it sounds, I can only imagine how that would change those people's lives. They say, I've never been prayed for. I've never been hugged yeah. by yep. a Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they've shared like 
you normally show up with a sign where I'm at and tell me how much you hate me mm-hmm. and you, and those are, those are powerful conversations. And mm-hmm. we, we, I mean, I take heat from it. I took it. I had the pastor from my church read it. We have lots of people in the congregation asking why and why you would do this. And yeah. my, my church again was incredibly gracious and the leadership in our church were like, we, we knew we just want to hear what it is from you. And I'm so I'm called to love people. That's what yeah. we are called to do. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's what we're going to do. And, um, yeah, we'll let God figure the rest of it out. Yeah, Sure. I've heard you say a couple of times that you just live your faith boldly. Can yeah. you describe to our listeners maybe more specifically what that means or what that looks like? Sure. One, I'll, I'll do stuff like this. I'll, I'll go on podcasts. I'll go, I'll talk to people about my mm-hmm. faith. We'll, we'll, we put hope and prayer cards on our, yeah. uh, on our restaurants. We'll, we're open to conversations about our faith. And so many people I think are afraid, especially in the climate that we're in right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And believe me, I I take hits. I get, I get it on social media sometimes Mm -hmm. and I'll, this, I I get it even on our hope and prayer cards in the restaurant. I'm never coming back to your restaurant. Who are you to put your Mm -hmm. beliefs on me? And it's like, I just said, I love you. And I want to pray for you. Mm -hmm. I I didn't condemn you. I didn't, I, I, and again, we say it right on our card, I don't care what you believe. I'm called to love you and mm-hmm. to share my my faith with you if, if that's something you want. If not, I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to love on you. And, yeah. and, and I think that's just an important thing in, in the climate that we're in right now. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't have to change anything about you. I'm not looking to change anything about you. Yeah. If you have questions about how my life has been and why my life is the way it is now compared to what it was, then I'd love to share it with you. And Mm. I think just living your life where people know that you're open to it and that you're open to those conversations. We, again, we had a young lady that was in the adult entertainment industry that worked for us and she got baptized a year ago in our church. And she, again, I'm sure that you, I'm not, I guess that sounds terrible. Like I don't want you can't, you, maybe you're in that industry and you're working on your relationship with Jesus. So I don't want to, I guess, kind of categorize it, but she was somebody that was in desperate need and searching for something more. Mm, yeah. And um, she just kept asking questions like, why, why would you and Sarah do what you guys do? Yeah. And we were able to have those conversations at work mm-hmm. and it wasn't, you're not breaking laws or anything. Somebody's asking yeah. you, like, yeah. why would you do this? Um, why mm-hmm. would you? Yeah. Why would you do what you do? And I think those, yeah. those that to me is boldly. And yes, yeah, sometimes I wear shirts around that that, that have um, my faith written on them. And yeah. sometimes I'll be at the Mall of America and somebody will send an F you my way. And sometimes wow. they'll say, praise God. Um, yeah. And I think that's, I, I think it's important for Christians right now more than ever to, mm. to live boldly because mm. um, it's 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 a tough world out there right now. Yeah. One thing that you didn't mention, but that I think you've also demonstrated in the stories you've told and, and also just from what we know from following what you've been up to the last handful of years is generosity. Yeah. 
so many of the things you do demonstrate generosity. Yeah. You know, and again, you don't have to have um, excess. You don't have to have a ton of money in order to right. be generous. You can be generous with yeah. mm-hmm. words, time, so forth. Yeah. So so thank you for doing that. And thank yeah. you for being an example of um, living your faith boldly. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. It sounds like living boldly looks like love and looks like generosity. And then yeah. when somebody does thank you for that or approach you about it, it's like, hey, it's all for God. Yeah. And I mean, over my shoulder, we have a, a big saying about generosity. Sure. Even within our company, we talk about it a lot and talk mm-hmm. about generosity is when you give out of abundance. It's when you give when when it's really difficult. And sure. Believe me, during COVID, it was really difficult because we didn't know. No kidding. When, we didn't know how we were going to pay our own bills, let alone right. um, be generous with what we had. But mm-hmm. I think... If you're giving out of abundance, that's not being generous. You're just mm. you're giving what's left over. Uh, <laughs> right. For me, if if there's not a cost to it, it's not being generous. If you if mm. it if there if it yeah, to me it, there needs to be almost like a physical cost, and that's just me yeah. in my life. In my in my, uh, I led a very selfish life for a long time. So mm. for me, generosity has to has to cost you something. It has yeah. to come. Mm from a different place and it, it, it should be hard. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why mm-hmm. we're called even on our time to give the yeah. first 10%, not, not what's left over, not maybe I'm going to make it, maybe I'm going to do it. And for me, that, that was a big thing in my life was uh, mm-hmm. giving before I took. Um, and that, that's a big thing. Yeah, that's great. So Brian, we like to uh, kind of wrap up with a similar question for all of our guests. And that really is so helpful for our community, for our listeners. And that would be just, what's a piece of advice or encouragement that you might share with um, with others about going out and maybe living their faith boldly? Sure. I, get, I think my biggest thing is just trust that, like to just say, just try it, trust it and just see how it changes your life. I mean, for us, if I would have ever written a business plan or even a life plan that said, we're going to do this, it would have seemed way too daunting. Like if somebody today would have said, you're going to give out 300,000 free meals and 2 million pounds of food, I would have never started because that's mm. too daunting. Wow. Um, if the hope and prayer cards, I think hundreds of thousands of those have been filled out and they'll go, oh, we'll, we'll have a million of those one day. It would have seemed too daunting. Just do something simple and just test God and right? God's going to do something crazy in your life when you do that. And I think that's my biggest piece of advice to anybody that I talk to is just trust in God on something and just do it and, and, and just see what happens. I like it. So good. Lean in and listen and then trust the Lord. Yeah. If you need anything, have any questions in the meantime, reach out, but we are so grateful for your time today and we'll thank you. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. See you guys. Bye. Bye, Brian. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation with Chef Brian. Please subscribe wherever you're listening so you don't miss any conversations. Let's take Brian's advice to heart this week. Trust God and move or listen and obey. God bless you.